and welcome to the wonderful world of the Muddy Mural Teachers. My name is Sarah Seaman. I've been a teacher for a very long time. I'm also a speaker, an author, a consultant and a trainer and I own and run the Muddy Puddle Teacher and the creator of the Muddy Mural Teacher Approach. Wow, look at that for a self-intro. This is a nice safe space where you are going to meet a collection and variety of the most amazing people that are going to help your practice. So sit down, get a cuppa and have a good old listen. Welcome to the Muddy Puddle Teacher Podcast. This week I've got the wonderful Olivia Hope and we are introducing her wonderful book which is Be Wild Little One. I think Olivia were quite similar. Say hello to everybody and all the teachers. Hi everybody, how are you all doing this morning? It's a Monday morning and we are very bright and curly. <laughs> yes, we're not meant to meet each other Olivia are we because it's been no. like... <laughs> It's like the, is it the second or third arrangement we've tried to get? And then my electricity all went off and we almost did meet again. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? A little bit of determination, you make stuff happen. So I I, I wasn't going to be put off by a, no. a mistime meeting. So we're here. <laughs> we've definitely got resilience, haven't we, for each other? So just tell everybody about you, your background and how you got to be an author to start off with. So, um, like many of your listeners and viewers, I um, have a background in teaching. So when I was in secondary school and I was trying to make a decision about where I wanted to go um, with my career, like teaching was my option. That, that was what I had always enjoyed doing. Um, I loved working with children. I used to be a babysitter. I used to coach athletics. Um, and when it came to choosing uh, an area of education, I was torn between art teaching and um, PE teaching and English literature. And I can kind of looking back now, see that this idea of physicality as well with kind of creativity was, was why I, I just ended up going towards PE and English literature. Yeah. Um, and then when it came to getting my qualification, I was qualified as a secondary teacher, but I, I, I was drawn to primary. So when it, my first job I applied for was actually a primary teacher role. So I ended up teaching in Surrey um, as a primary teacher, PE teacher and that, changed me entirely because the school I was in um, used uh, picture books a lot and I could find like we were going for proper bear hunts in the little woods beside the school you know that that's life-changing it's one thing reading the book it's another thing you know stomping and pushing grass with your hands and kind of jumping in puddles and stuff like that um, yeah the night before Christmas is an amazing book to do act out with children and drama so I found that that fed into me and how I worked with the kids and it was just a really not that it was an easy way to teach but it it, it gave you so many options so um I, I taught there for 10 years I had my first son and I came back to Ireland and when I came back to Ireland I ended up working in special education and secondary English which was great but I was because I had my own children I found I was being pulled back yeah. I had these fantastic picture books and the conversations that were happening with me and the boys and even the stuff that we did because we live in a quite a rural area um it was very easy to see something that you were enjoying outside or something that you enjoyed doing. There was always a book that echoed yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, and as it happened, I used to make up stories all the time. And just one day I had a story that I thought, oh, we'll look in the library for that story. Cause I think that if, if they've got a story about a Robin at Christmas time, I'll, uh, I'll go and I'll have a look and see if they had one. And they didn't have one. And I thought, well, the story I've made up for my boys, I really enjoyed it. The boys enjoyed it. I must write it down just so I didn't forget. And I, cannot 
describe how much I enjoyed the act of writing down the story. So yeah. I kept doing it for two or three years and then decided, I wonder if anybody else would like to hear them. And that's kind of my story, but it was very slow. Like I wasn't like, I'm an ambitious writer here. I was like, it's, I just, I just enjoyed the act of writing. Now my kids are older now, so I can't really engage them with little Robin stories. Like I've got three boys and two of them are big hairy teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> but they're a good gauge. If I say, would this be interesting? They'll either go, no, and they'll leave the room or they'll go, go on. Yeah. Um, so I, they're still like my first critics. Yeah. yeah. Do, you know, do you know what? Picture books aren't just for little children. I think, no. you know, we, we kind of, I, I was talking to, I don't know whether you know Carol Hart. She does quite a lot. Of oh, yes. She's yeah. yeah. I was talking to Carol not long ago. She lives in Sheffield, so she's not far from me. Um, but yeah, we were just like sort of saying that picture books aren't just for little ones and don't no. just expect that it's just for little ones because I love reading picture books. I'm dyslexic and reading for me is not always an easy thing. Um, yeah. Novels in particular, I just get lost in them and I, I read lots of audio books to try and help me read books of length. But these, I, I love picture books. I'm an adult, but I love them. And I just find that also with the older children, you know, secondary and, and key stations where you've lost them, they're not interested in reading, go back to picture books because yeah. there's so much depth to them. And I'm sure you're going to explain in a minute about this one in particular, the depth to it, the meanings behind it. Not always the little ones pick it up, but yeah. it's for us then to sort of translate that to them and explore the language and explore the depth of meaning in the book. And that's quite high level comprehension work, actually, which I think is... It's really and truly is. And one of the interesting things that I did in the last year, I work in the National Folk Theatre of Ireland as a creative yeah. learning um, assistant. And one of the things that we did was um, an art exhibition for children. So yeah. I wrote the story and the children that visited, um, the art was hung at a lower eye level so the children could read it. But the art became more sophisticated and the story became more complex as you walk through the art exhibition. So the art exhibition took you from picture book or board book stage right down the floor. So toddlers could touch the art on the wall yeah, yeah. all the way up to um, young adult fiction, brilliant graphic art, graphic novel art um, and illustration. And the thing about picture books is like a picture book with great art is a, a visit to a, like a mobile art gallery. You open the book and you say to the child, what do you see? And it becomes a talking point and great art does that because kids start seeing and then if you say oh is there something behind that tree if you could walk down that path where would you go or if you look at that character why is that character sad and all of a sudden that's the same conversation you'd have yeah like we've had gallery visits from um, teenagers come to the art exhibition and that is the conversation that the curator was having with the teenagers so yeah. you're so right like a good picture book it is it, it's just it's a proper doorway into seeing and thinking in a different way and kind of, you yeah. know, projecting what might be happening or understanding what characters might be feeling or experiencing. Absolutely. And it's something you touched upon there is, is communication. And it's something that's actually uh, deteriorating um, uh, with young children at the minute. There's like the referrals to speech and language are like no other. Um, we're just not having those conversations and technology might have something to play there yeah. it's just you know the children can't not but talk about what they see in picture books you know and they've got something to go on and sometimes we assume that children can just pluck conversations out of anywhere but they can't and we have mm. to help structure those conversations and picture books are just perfect for that you know and something else you touched upon as well is original thinking like you know original thinking and just 
creating and using their imaginations is getting worse because you know I remember like when I first started teaching it was almost 13 years ago now I could say to the children if you're invisible what would you do and they'd mm-hmm. come up with a million one things and mm-hmm. this was when you know I was in year one they were little they, none of them had like technology at all really they're still very yeah. playing and then Fast forward 10 years later, they just couldn't think of anything. And they'd all got mobile mm-hmm. phones at this stage, but they couldn't. They really, really struggled what they would do if they were invisible. I really yeah. had to structure that conversation and their imaginations. And, you know, yeah. we really need to start going back to basics, don't we? Picture books. Together. Yeah, and I I think you're dead right. And, and it's not just the conversation. I think sometimes smaller children, they're not sure how to vocalise their imagination because your imagination is huge. Like, yeah. you know, there's a child, you could give them a sheet of paper and you go draw me something and they'll just fill the page. And another child will look and that page, it seems like, A, either the possibilities are too endless, where do I start? Yeah. Or B, what if I draw something and I'm not sure how I like it? And it's kind of, you know, empowering kids to have that space where they kind of go, this is my creativity, this is my idea. Yeah. When it comes out, it's mine and I'm going to take ownership of that and not be scared of it, you know? And yeah. I suppose that's another thing that happens from conversation about, especially with children's illustration because there's so many illustration styles you know you can see like there's 20 ways you can draw a dog pull out 20 picture books about dogs and you will find a different version of a dog and that's great for a kid to see you know there's really detailed painted ones there's lovely ones that are so scribbly i can think of cash and rainer's um dog ones you know sorry um emily gravitt's book on dogs um you know, there's so many ways you can draw dogs. That's it. And it's like, you know, literature, art, illustrations. It's, you know, anyone can do it any way they want. There's no judgment mm-hmm. there. You know, mm-hmm. you do what you want to do. And I, that's what I, 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 in art particular, what I find in schools is that art can be very structured sometimes, um, as in yeah. uh, very structured. And then I see, and I go around schools and I see, um replicas of the same thing over and over again and I personally believe in freedom yeah. and allowing children to be inspired by artists but then taking that onto another path yeah 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 but it's 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 a really great way of kind of helping you own and develop your creativity I think giving that type of space where you can do your own thing I think you have to learn the techniques to yeah. kind of get like, but yeah. then to be able to take that those little techniques and make them your own that, that, and make that's you own, yeah so yeah. tell me more about this book. This is the book that we've got. So it's Be Wild's Little One. Um, I, like I said, I come from a rural part of Ireland. Um, so I'm very, very lucky where I live. Um, we've got lots of mountains and we've got lakes and we've got rivers that go down to the Atlantic Ocean. So um, I've always been an outdoors kid. Yeah. Um, when I was little, I lived on a, my, my parents' house was next door to my uncle's farm, a tiny field. So, and beyond the field was far, was farmland and woods. So like my happiest childhood memories are doing stuff outside. Um, and when it came to writing this book, I suppose the feeling I really had was if I was going to write a picture book for my sons, what would be the one message I'd give them? And, and the book is dedicated to them. It's like, what's the one thing I can give them that is absolutely free, totally accessible and something they can tap into for the rest of their lives. And it's that message that when you go out into nature, you get something like, and you, you feel something in yourself and it's, it is that. So there's lots of different scenes in the the book that show a child in different locations in nature. But there's a message behind being in different scenes, you know, like digging in sand for golden clues. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to dig to find things or, you know, um, uh, waking up in the morning and not being shy. 
like to actually go right I'm not going to be scared of the world I'm going to get up and going to do stuff um so it's it's that type of message and how like I said exploring nature you do find a part of yourself and you build a part of yourself so that's Absolutely. that's the message and, mm. and you're touching upon something that we talk as teachers quite a lot and a lot I, I have lots of conversations with my schools about this is that um, children don't play the way we used to play as ch as children so we would come home when it was dark or if we were hungry <laughs> we'd be we'd go back with no phones no I don't think our parents had a clue where I was most of the time mm -hmm. around um but children don't do that now absolutely aren't doing that you know if they are it's very rare I mean I live on a cul-de-sac and I have to stand in the cul-de-sac with a cup of tea because it's like socially not acceptable for me to let my little ones play without an adult yeah. being around yeah. um but, but what I try and encourage the schools is um when you know inside whatever we do what we do when we're inside but outside let them be wild let them be yeah. that kid that's not being watched let them have yeah. that play where we used to be wild and let them yeah. have that time because at home it's not happening but schools we can facilitate that yeah and um the really interesting thing about being outside if you feel like you've got space to do anything you actually explore a part of yourself and and you also um you get into a brave space so yeah. it's, it's it's i know there's been discussions recently about children playing and risk and how much risk can a child take and how much and if you kind of helicopter too much the child never takes the risk yeah you know so it's almost like you you've to let yourself as the teacher and and the child get into that brave space so you kind of go oh crikey I could balance on that rock I didn't realize I could or yeah. you know um yeah I, I think that's probably a really great message to give kids because you've got resilient young people becoming resilient adults because they kind of kind of know know what happens with risk tiny risk of failure tiny risk yeah. of, more of a risk of succeeding but lots of learning which means you're going to grow so so that's important Absolutely. You know, and if they do fall over or chop the finger or something like that, you know, they do learn from it. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is we're, we're bubble wrapping children and we think mm -hmm. that that's making them safe. But actually, it's making them more unsafe because when they get out of your care and they're not used to taking those risks, then that can be not just emotionally scary for them, which it will be. You know, we see yeah. children really super scared when they fall over because they're not used to it. But also, you know, physically as well, you know, they need to need to explore. And there's no freer or better place to do it than go outside, go for a walk. Simple, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, you know, that whole falling over and getting back up again, like if you fall over in nature, it's easier. It's easier than falling over on concrete, I'll tell you that. You fall over on a bit of grass and fall over on a bit of sand, you get up and dust yourself off. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Olivia, what other books have you got then? So this is my first book. Is it? Really? I want the Robin one to come out now, though. I have to. Uh, do you know what that Robin story? It's the lot. It's it's like an opus at this point. It's been rewritten so many times, but I'm working on it. Um, I've got a book coming out next year with the wonderful illustrator Fiona Woodcock, and it's called Little Lion Girl, and it, it has that theme about a child who kind of feels quite capable um, and can do feels she can do lots of things um so that's up next summer that's with bloomsbury as well um and then there's another book um a year down the line but um i i have a nice kind of plodding pace when it comes to writing books because i kind of really enjoyed the process so i kind of i used to be when i first started like quick write a book and i'd be lovely to have it published and now i'm like you know what i'm really enjoying the whole process and kind of like i've done different versions of the same story which i suppose that kind of echoes that idea of like you know you when you're creative you know there's different ways you can make so I found that that Robin story has had very 
various iterations over the last few years. And it's not there yet, but it's okay. <laughs> no. Do you, so what is the process with you then? Do you just get an idea and go with it? Because I think sometimes people think that picture books are easy to write because there's lesser words, but it's really not. It's very, mm. like, Carol so, Hart says the same thing that, you know, it's, it's really a, a, an emotional process for her. Yeah, well, do you know what? When I come to writing a story, what will happen will be I will a moment or a scene or a what if kind of pops into my head where I I kind of go what if this person is scared of this and then they have to do it or what if this animal um always took a certain thing for granted and now nature's changing what do they do in that situation yeah. and I'll have this idea and I'll have a feeling that I want to come out of my words and as is often the case the idea comes quick and then the writing can be slow. So a picture book is, like you say, it's short. Like Be Wild is, is quite short. It's about 250 words, but they tend to be 500 to 800 words. I could write a first draft of about 2000 words just to get everything out. And I'll yeah. keep doing that. And then I'll start cutting back and going, right, okay, yeah. I, I can picture a scene with this. What, what's the least amount of words I can use to convey it? Yeah. So it's a bit kind of like, I go from like chucking all the words to like just being brutal and cutting away the yeah. words. Yeah. so I can still convey it somewhere between poetry and brain surgery at that point like it's really like <laughs> you, you can take out a word and the whole thing falls apart like yeah, yeah. but that's, but that's the great, the great yeah. about English literature isn't it about the English language about words about sentences yeah. you know I think with picture books what you get is a sense of you know because there's less words every every word right. has to have an important yeah. role in that sentence yeah and at the same point like at the same time as well if I'm writing something I want it to have meaning for the child so you know you're you in one way you're kind of going for this this is very true to me I believe in this story 100% but then if I share it with you if it is so far away from what you're experiencing it, it might be something you can connect with so and it's another level again if you're trying to reach out to a child so I'm very aware that you want to be something a child can hear or look at or um, read and kind of go, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I can believe in that, I can follow that. Um, and that's important too. I could mm. see schools using this in, in the school, in uh, their settings as well and planning and things like that. I mean, it's, it's just perfect for anyone that's exploring wood topics or uh, I'm a total believer in, in actually doing your planning and your topics around. Mm. But this would be perfect for um, schools that would be doing all about me. That's quite a, a typical topic in September for reception children. I could absolutely see how this would link to that. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's lovely. My little Florence adores this book, by the way. Oh, She's, she really is. That. She's only five, his little Flobo. And so she we, we get books sent to us by the publishers and they go through a review process of my children first. And Florence really identifies with this because Florence is definitely this little girl in the picture here. She's <gasps> just, she's quite a shy girl, Florence, but when she's mm -hmm. outside, she's a totally different person. Um, and so the school setting isn't really probably her natural habitat. I would say it's a bit intense with people being around and things like that. But but outside Florence doesn't feel that pressure. And so, yeah, thank you from us for producing this book. No, I'm delighted. And it's really interesting you saying about, you know, using the book as a, a, a kind of a starting point to talk about me. 
sometimes it's hard to talk about you when you're a child but yeah. I think if you talk about your favorite wild place so what I've done with kids is we did we did our own cover of our own book for yeah. be wild little one and it was our favorite outdoor places and if if you start talking about your favorite outdoor place there's always memories there's always stuff associated with that and it kind of it, it makes it easier for you to talk about you then so it's it's um I'm really happy that that was the area that you kind of highlighted there about using the book for well it was Florence that did it it's Florence that did it it's always it always feels nice doesn't it when the children tell you how they feel about oh, you. yeah 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 it's working then it's working <laughs> absolutely absolutely a little gift in our life so thank you olivia and um, if anybody wants to follow you or find out more where can they go so um on twitter i am hope writes so that's my surname and on instagram i am olivia hope writes and if you go to instagram you'll probably see an awful lot of the wild places around where I live in the southwest of Ireland as well. So if you want to see the type of place that have inspired me, Beautiful. I'll be there. Beautiful. Well, I'm definitely, definitely going to be looking you up and following you. So fantastic. Thank so everybody, you. it's Be Wild Little One. Go and get it. Add it to your collections at school. We've got another perfect book to put in our library now. Thank you, Olivia. Thank Thanks you so, so much. much. See Take you care. Bye. Bye. What a great podcast episode, right? So if you are now ready to come and join us, um, we have online training in a gold subscription that gives you access to all of our training and resources. You can start now, you can pay monthly or yearly. Uh, a silver subscription gives you resources only. So if you're not really interested in the training side of things, you just want the resources because they make your life easier, as well as a little bit of CPD on the way, then join up with a silver account and and again, pay monthly or pay yearly. We do also do whole school subscriptions um, and we do whole school training as well. So head to the website www.themodipuddleteacher.co.uk and we also now do a Zoom staff training session. So if you just wanted a little bit of a CPD top up in outdoor learning, we can come and do that via a Zoom. So again, head to the website and thank you for joining us today.